Hello there, my friends. Welcome to this podcast episode that I am titling Fearless After 50. And I'm going to share with you three reasons why it's never too late. I have got to tell you that this episode is probably as much for me as it is for you. Because lately, it just seems that every time I look in the mirror, I've got more wrinkles, more aging going on. It's so much harder to get rid of fat. And I'm looking at 60 real closely here. And it just seems like it's kind of hitting me in the face. It's funny that I titled this Fearless After 50 when I'm almost 60. Maybe when I am, I'll do another one. This morning, I was riding my bike and I rode through some neighborhoods where there were some trucks with trailers and boats and some other play equipment like jet skis. And obviously, they were a little younger than I was. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great to go back? And actually, I'm riding my bike and I said out loud, oh, to be young again. Now, that's not to say that I'm old. I'm 58 and a half. <laughs> and uh, I sound like a four-year-old, don't I? 58 and a half. And, you know, I understand that that is... You know, just a number and all that. But I mean, I, I got to admit it. You know, I'm always going to tell you the truth. I felt as if, wow, to be 30 again, even 40 again, and do it all over. And, and wouldn't we do things differently? It's funny because I hear people say, oh, I wouldn't do anything differently. And I wonder if that's the truth. I think most people would do a lot of things differently. If we knew then what we know now, if we had the kind of knowledge and wisdom and insight that we have now, of course we do things differently. But I mean, just to do it again and, and try it again and, and not make the same mistakes. But of course, we can't do that. We can't go backwards. We can only go forward. So I just wanted to share that with you because I'm sure that some of you are feeling that way. And you may have even come into this message saying, I don't know about that, Valerie. Really? Never too late? I'm not sure about that. So, I mean, it's just like I said earlier. You look in the mirror and you can't deny it. You're getting older. I mean, sure, we're aging every single day of our lives. Isn't that weird to think about? Even when you were little, you were aging. But then we get to a point where it starts to show. It's undeniable. When you're young, it sure doesn't seem like you're aging, does it? Now there are creases on the forehead, laugh lines, wrinkles around the eyes, and like I said earlier, that stubborn belly fat. Here's the thing, my friends. Aging bodies are hard to hide, but aging attitudes might not be as evident. Some people go out into the world and make you know, happy faces and smile at people and act as if they're okay on the outside, but they're really not okay on the inside. You know, the self-sabotaging thoughts that begin to invade your mind. I should have done this, just like I was saying earlier. I wish I had done that. I can't do it now. I missed my chance. I'm getting too old. It's too late. The good news is that it's never too late to start something new or begin again. And here are three main reasons why. First of all, I want you to really embrace this. 50 is the new 30. Do you remember when, when that saying first came out and people would say, 40 is the new 30? I think maybe that's where it began. And, and so re really, shouldn't it be 50 is the new 40? No, I'm saying 50 is the new 30. Times have changed. 
You remember when you were a kid and somebody in their 50s seemed ancient? It's amazing how perspective changes. To a child, everybody over 30 appears old. But these days, what 50 looks like is far different from when we were young. I mean, people really are different. 50-year-olds tend to be a lot different, at least a lot of them, than they were back when I was a kid. And definitely 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds and even 80-year-olds and beyond. People in their 60s are running marathons. Septuagenarians. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> People in their 60s are running marathons, I said. Uh, I got to fix that. Uh, let's see. 442. People in their 60s are running marathons. Septuagenarians take up new hobbies. Though That's 70-year-olds. People in their 70s. They take up new hobbies, and octogenarians are attending fitness classes. My, how times have changed. And so it's time for you to change your attitude about it. Be careful not to say things like, I'm getting old. I'm too old. Man, I hate getting old. I mean, we've really just got to start with our thinking. Everything starts with our thinking. Which, by the way, if you haven't already, I want you to jump on board the still standing 21-day mindset reset. Who couldn't use a new mindset reset, really? Think about it. Who couldn't use a better attitude? We all can. We can all use some hints and tips and actionable tools and resources, ways that we can remind ourselves to change our attitude. Because, you know, even if you start out your day with a great attitude and you're going to, no matter what happens, you're going to roll with it and you're going to just be happy and all this. And then one little thing happens and the whole thing goes sideways. And it's hard to get out of that. But if you have these tools, these 21 things that I'm going to give you, that's really going to help. So definitely go to stillstandingmindset.com and get on board the 21-day mindset reset. That's a challenge for you. And when the 21 days are up, you'll be able to continue. You could repeat it. You could continue on your own using these resources. And at the end, we're also going to give you access to a website that's going to have some additional tools and resources and reminders. So that's at stillstandingmindset.com. So that was my first tip for you. This is a reminder. 50 is the new 30. Get a new attitude about what it means to be whatever age you are right now. The second thing is that your life experience is invaluable. And so it's interesting. Do you remember at the beginning of this podcast when I said, that I kind of wished I could go back and be 30 again, be even 40 again. But notice that I didn't want to just repeat. I wanted to go back with the knowledge that I have now, with the experience that I have, knowing what I know now. Can you imagine if you had what you have internally right now and you could go back at a younger age and have that? Man, wouldn't that be incredible? Of course, we can't go back. But I want you to start really placing a high value on your life experience because it is just that. It is invaluable. So when the temptation to take a trip down what if lane shows up, you need to remind yourself that your personal and even professional experiences have been priceless. I was thinking, 
had I written my first book a a decade or or so sooner, which again, if I allow myself to do the, oh darn, I sure wish I could have written my first book in my 40s or even 30s. Wow, where would I be professionally? I mean, I can't deny that. I'm telling you the truth. That happens sometimes where I wish, dang, I wish I would have started on this career path much earlier because what I'm doing now is far different in many ways than what I did for most of my career. But had I written that book a decade or so sooner, I wouldn't have had as much to say. I didn't have the life experience. My first book is called Still Standing After All the Tears, and I wrote that book in 2015, so I was just shy of my 53rd birthday. I mean, wow. You see? It's never too late. And, and while I wish this whole thing would have started earlier, I didn't have that same experience. I hadn't gone through having a child go sideways and become addicted to drugs. And, and again, well, I sure wish I could go back and rewrite that history. I didn't have that experience. I didn't have that insight. I didn't have as much to share with the world. I didn't have as much insight and wisdom, at least not in that experience base. So, I mean, sometimes... It, it takes that, that age and time to develop that kind of wisdom and knowledge and insight. So don't discount the value of that. The third reason that it's never too late is this. If someone else has done it, then so can you. So look to find people that are your age or even older, and they don't have to have done something that you'd like to do or that you're attempting to do or working on. It doesn't matter. They will give you that inspiration because some people at an older age have done things that we couldn't even imagine doing. And the fact of the matter is, is that while you're not exactly like that person, it's proof positive. If one person can do something, then so can another person. Listen to some of these stories. Harlan Sanders of Colonel Sanders fame. He was 62 years old when he sold his first franchise. So it's kind of interesting because you look and go, wow, what a life he must have had. And I think he he sold, when he sold his business, it was, I'm going to get this wrong, so I shouldn't even say, but it was like one or two million or something, which doesn't seem like much. But a few decades ago, that was a lot of money. The point is, is that he had a whole life history of experience and what others would consider failure that were actually learning experiences before he sold his first franchise at the age of 62. Susan Boyle, she went from obscurity to an international singing phenomenon overnight when she shocked the world with her beautiful singing voice on Britain's Got Talent. You might remember watching a video. I think her, at one point, her YouTube was the most watched YouTube. I don't know during what period, but this woman went from, you know, being a very plain, simple person and not even trying to be famous at all. And I don't know how she got pushed into going on to that that talent show, but she did. When her first album was released... She was 48 years old, and you don't think of that maybe as being very old, considering how old you might be listening to this, but a singing career starting at 48, that's pretty old for a singing career. In the 1960s, at the age of 49, 
Julia Child published her first cookbook. So Julia Child was really the, the mother of cooking shows, right? Cooking shows are everywhere now. But when we were growing up, certainly in 60s, 70s, Julia Child was it. She was the only game in town. She published her first cookbook at the age of 49. And then she went on to become a beloved American icon who pioneered it. She really pioneered that cooking show genre. Anna Mary Robertson Moses. She was known as Grandma Moses. She was an American folk artist who began painting seriously, listen to this, at the age of 78. I love that. She started painting seriously. Wow, I better get serious here. I better start my career, she says. And she's 78. I love that. She exhibited her work internationally into her 90s. Laura Ingalls Wilde, she published her first book at the age of 65. Her book, Little House on the Prairie, became wildly popular and was the basis for the television series, which is still shown today. 65 when she published her first book. For those of you who are thinking about publishing a book, why don't you get started? It's never too late. Valerie Silvera wrote her first book just shy of her 53rd birthday. I already mentioned that. After a career, though, mainly in accounting, finance, and business operations. And my books are nothing, have nothing to do with, with any of that. It's really, you could argue, a different side of the brain that I'm working out of. Yep, that was even yours truly. And I have to admit that I doubted myself. I mean, I, I really did. I wondered if it was too late to head down a new road in my 50s. But I faced my fear and did it anyway. So if I can do it, then I know you can. Mine was not a path that I dreamed about. It wasn't. And some people, you know, their mission is something that they've dreamt about, worked on, thought about from a young age. Mine certainly wasn't that, of course, because mine was born out of my daughter's addiction, and it's continued after her murder. So although it wasn't a path that I dreamed about, it was born out of heartbreak and tragedy. But no matter, no matter how a dream or idea is placed on your heart, take a leap of faith and believe that you still have time to see it through. Start believing in the value of your wisdom, knowledge, and insight. It really can only be obtained with age and experience. What is it that you're putting off doing, trying, or becoming? What is it that you're allowing fear to get in the way of? Because that's really what it is, my friends. For the most part, almost always, no matter what stumbling blocks you want to call them, at the core of most of it is fear. We are afraid of failure. And by the way, if you're going to try anything, you're going to have some failures. It's part of the process. We shouldn't even call them failures, right? It's just really part of the deal. It's the price you have to pay. You will have some failures. You'll have setbacks. You will doubt yourself. It will happen. There's no question about it. But stop allowing fear to get in your way. There are countless things 
that can keep you from your dreams, from getting where you want to get, from being who you want to be. There are countless things that can get in your way and become a stumbling block, become a roadblock, become a big mountain. There are plenty of things that can get in your way. Don't let fear be one of them. Because there are a lot of outside influences that will come along, but fear is an internal influence. Fear is you agreeing with the beast, agreeing with your own negative thoughts, agreeing with negative people who don't have your back and are not in your corner. Overcoming fear is probably the most important thing that you can do in this lifetime. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because I've lived it and I've watched it and witnessed it time and again. It's fear that keeps us from attempting a new job, from writing that book, getting into a relationship, walking away from one, developing new friendships, believing in ourselves, trying something new, enjoying life. It is fear that gets in the way. I have a program, by the way, that is, you can go to mycourageouslife.com and it's going to take you through the nine actions really focused on overcoming fear. I highly recommend that. I know I recommended at the beginning that you go to stillstandingmindset.com and join the 21-day mindset reset. And I absolutely think you should do that. But I also encourage you to get that program and start working on a courageous mindset. Because like I said, The number one thing you can do to overcome, it is to overcome fear, to start believing these three things that I told you today about it not being too late. You've got to tackle fear. You can get all of my resources at ValerieSilvera.com. Be sure to join my Still Standing Sisterhood private Facebook group. Stay connected with me and other warriors like me. Because you know what? You can do a lot on your own. No question about it. But together, I believe we can stand through anything. So it's time for you to stand up and remember that it's never too late. Wherever you are in this world, whatever you're going through, you're not alone because I'm standing right there with you and encouraging you to never forget how important your story is your journey, your life, the wisdom experience that you have to share with the world. Your story matters. So live it courageously.